This is John Floridus. Welcome to Musicians Spotlight. Today we welcome back Story Hill. You walking in darkness, you living in the land of night, you have seen a light, you walking in darkness, you who are living in the land of night, you have seen light. This is John Floridus. You're listening to Musicians Spotlight, and I am joined by phone today by Chris Cunningham and John Hermanson, the duo known as Story Hill. How are you guys doing? Great. Uh, doing well. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having us, John. Oh, good to have you back on the program. We were talking about this before the interview started, that the last time that we were all in the studio together face-to-face doing an interview for the program, it was 2011. Right. So uh, a little little bit of time has gone by in a blink. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we were also mentioned at that point, um, Shade of the Trees. Is it in the Shade of the Trees or just Shade of the Trees? Shade of the Trees, yeah. Or wait, is Shade that right? Trees? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trees. Well, the guys who made the album are, are shaky on it. I don't feel like that. <laughs> and a couple other things we're going to point out to listeners. As we are recording this on December 21st, 2020, the winter solstice of, uh, I don't know how we can even begin to des- describe what 2020 has been. So we have that going uh, on, on the day that we are, are going to be featuring music from an album that is very seasonal um, in, in its focus. So we've got that going on. We've got this convergence going on in the universe of, of planets. And to add to this, the whole drama, we're doing this interview over three time zones. I'm currently in Indiana on Eastern time. John is 
to my left as you look at a map <laughs> <laughs> on central time and uh, chris is back I'm further afield yeah further <laughs> yeah. afield further afield uh great well again so good to have you guys back on the program before we get started, I'll say storyhill.com is the name of the website. It sounds, or it is spelled just like it sounds, Story Hill. Bethlehem is the name of the most recent project. We're going to be talking a lot about that. Um, there's so many things that we can get into here. And, I, you know, as I said, you've been on the show before. And um, maybe I'll just tell the audience, full disclosure, we, we know each other pretty well. We've known each other for over you know, a couple decades. So there would be a little more familiarity, perhaps, in this interview than um, than even even some of my other familiar <laughs> interviews. <laughs> but, uh, you know, let's start with the idea that we're, we're just, was it one year away from celebration of 30 years of writing and performing together? Is that right? Yeah, uh, marked by, I guess, our first record that we, or what, cassette, or is, is that right, Chris? Our first cassette tape that we did in 89, graduating from high school. Well, right, it had to be cassette yeah. or eight track or vinyl because <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah. compact disc wasn't available at that point right but yeah yeah 1989 yep when we graduated high school from high school our parent parents respectively uh chipped in to uh provide us with funding to record um some music that we'd been playing uh for a couple of years during our high school years and uh we just went in with the intention to capture that lay it down and had no you know conversations about a future yeah we didn't together. even have a name yeah. i remember i remember talking to you on the phone right before you left for spain and and uh being like what are we going to call ourselves you know you're like i don't know so i just wrote chris and johnny on the on the thing that i took down to right. kinko's and xerox yeah now was that the the cassette that was actually released because as i recall from our last interview there was one that that is uh, tucked away somewhere in one of your parents' attics. Mm, good memory. That, well, we uh -huh. wish. Has not seen the day of life. Yeah, we've looked for it since, <laughs> and it's not, no, I mean, so we, yeah, a year before that, I think our junior year, we, for Christmas, we, we made like 25 copies or so and sent it around to family and stuff, and none of them <laughs> seemed to have held on to it. That's kind of ironic that the, the very first thing that you guys tried, very first project, and let's call it a project, Maybe juniors in high school, you're still putting together a project, yeah. And it's in the same time frame as this most recent project, uh, Bethlehem. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, in terms of what the <laughs> release of it. Right. You know? Well, in uh, the short version of, of a, what's a, a great story is in between, <laughs> in between that, that first uh, cassette that is, um, we're not sure exactly where it is, uh, but between that and Bethlehem has been 30 years of a really remarkable story of you guys performing music, writing music, recording, um, doing festivals, not not only playing festivals that other people put together, but putting together your own festival mm -hmm. uh, to feature uh, not only your performances but also um, you know many other musicians as well. So it's, it's an amazing story and and uh, and one that continues obviously. Red splendor, April's crowning glory breaks while the whole world wanders at the holy unseen power of the tree which bears the flower on the blessed tree. The 
blooms the reddest flower On the tree blooms the rose You're in love's own garden Full and strong in glory Here in troubled times like these Shadows deep have fallen all the world lies under death Eyes are closed in sleeping You who wander lost in night In the dark have seen a light Of unending joy Light of endless joy Light of hope Of our hope's bright dawning Down from heaven shine John Floridas here on Musician Spotlight, and I'm joined today by Chris Cunningham and John Hermanson of Story Hill. Let's maybe dive right into Bethlehem. And as I recall from reading your your promo stuff, the the idea of this project kind of started uh, back last year in 2019 while you guys were touring. Right. No. Well. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it started earlier. Really? As um, a little idea in our manager's head. <laughs> well, yeah. sure. Yeah, no, I was going to say the, um, you know, the the notion of us uh, making some sort of Christmas, you know, album. It's been floating around for a while, just like, hey, what about a Christmas album? I mean, it's been building for a while, and I think it clarified when our manager, Jim uh, Coetz, um kind of put put it out there as a, a possible agenda <laughs> topic you know and it, how about right. it right <laughs> and at first we were like oh man i don't know you know there aren't there enough christmas <laughs> records out there i was gonna say what was your what was your uh what was holding you back on that well i yeah i think it was sort of like we knew what kind of record we didn't want to make but we hadn't yet hmm. sort of heard one that was like one that we wanted to make or you know like uh th that we wanted to offer up um yeah, I you know it gets, I think I think our relationship to to like we we knew it didn't want we didn't want to make a record about the sort of like trappings of Christmas like Santa Claus and the elves and presents and consumerism and you know um, but we also didn't want to make a like you know quote unquote religious record um, that sort of you know 
was a victim of the trappings of of sort of the religious you know dogmatic you know sort of holding tight to just this you know it's just got to be about jesus and and um and i think largely because both of us i mean we both have a different way of like we have different spiritualities just like you know everybody and but i think both of us tend to see religion as a language you know or as a finger pointing um that can sort of be as it could sort of hide hide the truth as much as it can reveal it. Um, I mean, I guess I've always been like a envious of, of Buddhism and their sort of, um, you know, you hear sometimes they'll say, you know, kill the Buddha. Um, don't get um, attached to the the thing that's pointing at, at the Buddha, you know. So, um, but they, they come out and say it that dramatically, you know, just kill, kill the Buddha uh, in order to sort of get at what, you know, the central thing is and obviously you can't really translate that into christianity because it comes with some you can't just say kill the jesus because that's not as it just doesn't sound good (laughs) there's a whole other story that goes around that it's not very holly jolly (laughs) yeah right that's right it's a not it doesn't work in that context but what i a lot of what we did with this record and finally like making it sort of like compelling for us to to be making it was um and this, Chris, correct me if, if you don't agree, but um, a lot of what we did, I feel like we were sort of trying to take God out of it in order to put God back into it, you know. Um, th- there were a lot of sort of like lyrical things that kind of like ruled certain songs out for us. And, and, and at first we were just like, well, let's scrap that and not, you know, let's keep looking. And But then we started realizing we, we can kind of change these things. And, um, you know, like, you know, both Chris and I are a little like we're not hung up on you know the 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 idea you know for instance that mary had to be a has to be a virgin um you know we're sort of skeptical of that and and it's sort of like not important in our in the way that we look at the story and so you know like what if we call her a woman mm-hmm. <laughs> you know a young woman instead of a young virgin and, right um, little artistic liberty just rewrite right. some stuff yeah and um and then, yeah, as we, I remember we had, uh, we, we, we struggled for a long time and finally ended up with about six tunes by the end of fall of 2019. Does that sound about right, Chris? Yeah, that we finally resonated with, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then we had six original tunes uh, or, or six traditional ones. Traditional, yeah, or you're sort of found, um, you know, found and somewhat forgotten or, um, you know, lesser known Christmas uh, songs, although like Come O Come Emmanuel and It Came Upon a Midnight Clear and Silent Night. Um, yeah, it was just really hard to, to do the quote unquote classic favorites, you know, um, like the Bing Crosby ones that have already been r- repeatedly done or continue to be so much that John and I just really had to, uh, you know, just feel like we both resonated with it. And once we got on that track, it was a narrow path. <laughs> I mean, I guess it was just sort of getting over the sort of like, wow, can we can we like change these things? I mean, people know these these songs well and and really love them, and you know, can we make them our own this much? You know, but like with um, it came upon the midnight clear, we we really felt like the text of that kind of knocked us off our feet in a way. It was like I just ne- had never really heard it, you know, before, and but then the melody of it just didn't really feel like us. Like we didn't feel real when we heard ourselves singing it back and it just didn't sit in our bodies well. And so we just decided we would rewrite the melody and 
Um, and then in that process, we switched around the order of the verses because it seemed almost like it might have been written that way. Like the second verse sounds a lot more like a a first verse, you know, oh, you who, first verse. Yeah. Oh, you beneath life's crushing load whose forms are bending low, who toil along the climbing way with painful steps and slow. That that sounds like a first verse. Yeah, that's like mm-hmm. the introducing the subject. And then the second verse is, well, what happened next? You know, it came upon a midnight clear, right. the, you know, the, yeah. the thing that the subjects needed to hear. Oh, you beneath life's crushing load, whose forms are bending low, who toil along the climbing way with painful steps and slow. Look now for glad and golden hours Come swiftly on the wing Come rest beside the weary road And hear the angels sing It came upon the midnight clear That glorious song of old From me Bending near the earth to touch their harps of gold. Peace on the earth, goodwill to all from heaven's all gracious King. The world in solemn stillness lay.
This is John Floridas. You're listening to Musicians Spotlight. I'm speaking today with John Hermanson and Chris Cunningham of Story Hill, and we're talking about their most recent uh, recording project, Bethlehem. I wanted to pick out some songs in particular to, and, and kind of delve into them a little bit. We kind of cover the idea of approaching these traditional songs and, and kind of reinventing them. I want to delve in a little bit more into the, the, the creation of original tunes. Tell me about Lo, How a Rose is Blooming. Mm. Oh. Well, uh, I'll start if you... Um, yeah, if you're curious, it's funny that that tune, you know, that hymn is maybe... it. That's in the category of like, yeah, I've heard of that. I've probably sang that. You know, it's in the category of familiar, but not like a necessarily a standout Christmas jingle, you know, hit. It's uh, It's got deeper, you know contemplative kind of meaning and i'm gonna stop you for just a second chris because i'm realizing i asked that question to your point uh not realizing that was not one of your tunes <laughs> yeah right no right it's one of the traditionals i mean like even sting has a version of that and but not too many people sing it you know or, or make make recordings out of that one um it's mostly mostly lives just in churches i think um in services but um it, one kind of uncanny, funny, ironic thing, you, you know, we're talking with you today, John, on the solstice. And that was the first song for Johnny and I uh, that we started uh, woodshedding on um, in 2019 on the summer solstice, mm. um, June 21st um, here in Bozeman. And uh, you'd think uh, it'd be like clear skies and sunny, and it was till few minutes later <laughs> there was a pretty mighty snowstorm um uh, <laughs> during our practice session in the in, yeah so we actually have a video of that, that my wife took um of us you know working out our parts on the summer solstice while it was snowing and um that was the launch of the project <laughs> hashtag because montana right <laughs> maybe we should be doing a christmas record this is <laughs> bringing around the christmas time so yeah so fast forward three solstices later we're we're talking with you about it um yeah do you want to add anything to that john well oh, sorry, I, I, just that it was cool that the um you know that song i think is goes back to the 15th century or, or earlier um you know it's sort of a um it, it's a meterless kind of chant kind of song mm. as mm. is uh emmanuel um but uh, and, and it's interesting just what he, sort of seeing the transformation of it from I mean I, I had always, I've always loved that song and, and done in that way in that sort of like slower kind of meterless fashion um, and our first rehearsal of it you know we're kind of working out our parts in the, in that way and imagining that that's how it would be on the record and then um, over the course of a year and a half or whatever we, we really kind of moved it into a um more of a, a metered kind of uh, our style kind of thing you know we sort of made it our own and um i think that's where it sort of gets a little bit disguised and you kind of like forget that it might be a a traditional or it does it sounds less familiar you know um because mm -hmm. we added a, a kind of a we sort of folked it up and popped it up a little bit because there's like a yeah there's like a bridge now or a sort of like a you know chordal progression that we kind of added to it that kind of ties the thing together and yeah we wanted to be able to perform it like a like a song right, right? and give it a pulse and so, something that the two of us could 
Yoke to mm -hmm. Lo How roses Blooming From tender Stem has sprung Of Jesse's lineage Coming As
We'll be back with more Musicians Spotlight and our visit with Story Hill. Welcome back to Musicians Spotlight. Our guest today is Story Hill. Did the day give way to the deafening dark? Did you fear you were alone? Did the rain turn to snow? Did the snow hide the only path you've ever known? Did you wonder who would stand up for you and lead you safely home? Could it be you were called for a time such as this? Could it be? Could it be? Could it be you were called to be hope for the hopeless, light for the darkness, love for the enemy? So many have mourned, so many have died, so many are still oppressed. Who will bring justice? Who will bring peace? Who will comfort the ones in distress? Was it only your echo you heard when you cried for those lost in the wilderness? Could it be you were called for a time such as this? Could it be John Hermanson and Chris Cunningham of Story Hill joining us here on Musician Spotlight. I wanted to ask about a couple of tunes that kind of go together. If I understand correctly, both of these were adapted from uh, the poems and, and writings of Emma Lazarus. One being Could It Be and the other being The New Colossus, which I confess, you know, once I, I delved into what is The New Colossus? And then I read the word like, oh, that's I forgot. That's what it's <laughs> that's where these famous words come from. Uh, and and it's, if I'm not mistaken as well, these two tunes were recorded in a, in a very special place for you guys. Yeah, uh, actually, Could It Be is an original, mm-hmm. um, which and it's based on the, um, the, the... There's one line that comes from the Book of Esther in the Old Testament, um, which is, you know, could it be you were called uh, for a time such as this? Um, and that was the only line that we kind of retained from that but then then built this built the song around that but um yeah the emma lazarus one um just felt like it it fit into all of this sort of um messages that you know jesus spoke all the time often referencing isaiah and um you know the 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 whole idea of um welcoming the refugee as as your own and um I mean, it's a very sort of Isaiah kind of mm-hmm. statement that, and I think Emma Lazarus was a, was aware of that as she was writing the poem, sort of Judaic Christian 
tradition of looking out for the least of these and and welcoming them for us it's just it's sort of like i mean it's just such a powerful statement of of you know who we are as a country or who we like to think of ourselves as and um mm-hmm. you know that maybe mm-hmm. could yeah. be in the mm-hmm. when we're at our best yeah right mm-hmm. so i think musically that you know we kind of painted that um put a lot of that sort of like tension in there of just like is this really you know is this who we are or not you know and, and so there's a lot of just like that piece musically i feel like is sort of like tied in knots in a way you know it's sort of struggling with itself sort of as we are yeah it seemed to fit like johnny's saying just another effort we needed to make was to come up with a name that would fit and kind of be a good encapsulation of the album and it, 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 there's a deeper meaning to the word bethlehem this that we looked up and it it was pretty cool the um it means literally a house of bread or like house of sustenance you know new colossus has these considerations that that we're all actively working on as a country right now and um that's the kind of album that we were going for was instead of just you know praising and glorifying it's like well let's let's get into this story a little bit more and and see what what we could consider and contemplate so it's more of a a a lot of question marks or like johnny said in the beginning finger pointing you know towards so that people can maybe listen and reflect and and go inside and see what's you know what's really happening here during this time of year when we're we're all kind of searching for light and answers not like the brazen giant of greek fame with conquering limbs astride from land to land here at our sea-washed sunset gate shall stand a mighty woman with a torch whose flame is the imprisoned lightning and her name mother of
I think you summed it up really well with this, if I may quote something from your uh, group's bio online from specific to this album, wanting to explore the story of a poor refugee born in a manger because no one right. would take him in. That's, <laughs> you know, put not to put too fine a point on it, but that's, um, that's very much the story and very apropos to right. what's going on, not only in our country, but all over the mm-hmm. world and, and, and always has. That's why I think my take on it, that's why that story, even if you see it as a story, is poignant mm-hmm. and, and resonates. Well, and I think mm-hmm. almost resonates more if, if you understand it and, and sort of imagine it as a story. You know, I, I think getting hung up on like, oh, it actually happened and she was actually a virgin, you know, um, kind of robs the, the richness from it and the possibility and the mm-hmm. it sort of puts it in your pocket in a really nice tidy little way but then it, but then you're not really engaged with with the story anymore yeah i find myself thinking about how this record that we've made is uh you know it's kind of got a life of its own like a lot of our other um well just like the rest of our music and kind of like why we we ha- still make it together you know, we're not out there just trying to create a mood, for example, like, mm. you know, roasting chestnuts on an open fire. <laughs> you know, that's that's nice to have <laughs> around, you know. And But, like, for us um, as individual, as people and as artists, I don't know. I just don't. It's not compelling. It doesn't m- make me want to get up and, and engage in music to just sort of be... Uh, making music like for a reaction like a pop mood response you know we are (laughs) folk artists or whatever you'd call it um we want to tell these stories you know when they when they come up yeah i almost think that we're i don't know what we are but we're not necessarily like i I feel like we use music you know because it's the sort of logical communication device or something or the most effective one or something but but it's like we have something to say i you know, we're not musicians. We're more, uh, yeah. I don't know. We we use it as a as a tool, and it's interesting because sometimes I look at the way that we're being perceived, and I see that people see us as musicians, which is, <laughs> makes sense. You know, it's logical. Um, but it, and so I see that they're hearing, like they hear things, and then sometimes years later, you know, I'll look, I'll listen back, and like then I hear things that are like you know musical things that I wasn't even really aware were there because we're not really focused on that stuff you know so in fact we had like Mm. an interview on um all things considered one time and we thought yeah this is great we're gonna be on npr this is this is it and it ended up not coming out because it was not an interesting interview because what they were interested in is is how do how do you guys um make your um harmonies our answer was we just sit down and we sing until it feels right and each part feels like its own (laughs) thing and it it's not what we you know, there's not like a left brain kind of like, oh, we should do this really interesting kind of mathematical, you know, thing. Um, there's nothing interesting to us about how we make our harmonies in a way that, you know, that can be talked about, I guess. You know what I mean? And But then you, you realize that... To, yeah, you can't really mm-hmm. elaborate on yeah. it. It's, it's pretty instinctual or intuitive. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really, I mean, it's really earnest. I mean, we strive for it. And put a lot of, you know, focus into it. But then once you arrive, it's like, oh, you know, it's kind of this wordless, you know, this place where there's no more explanation. Mm -hmm. 
understand where that question would come from the idea of you guys talking about your harmonies because it you know let's face it it's just a remarkable occurrence and i would not be the first to say that you know i've whether it's in recordings or or you know hearing you guys live it it's a remarkable thing to hear your two voices combine and it is definitely one of those things of where uh you know the the uh um the sum is greater than the What's how's that saying go? The sum is greater yeah. than the the uh, yeah it's the the, the whole the sum is the of its whole. parts this yeah the total I do know the saying the whole is greater than the sum of the parts and the sum of the parts mm -hmm. are 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 excellent so but then you get this whole other level so I can understand why some people would want to kind of get almost programmatic about it to use a musical term you know and get into some mm -hmm. um, yeah, they, they they hear something magical and they want it described in words because they don't, it's not, maybe because of the very reason, it isn't something that you can define. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, it, when I think about it, you know, we've just always done that. That's just what, what happens when we sing together is just this, like you said, this kind of third aspect is created with two, two voices. There's the harmonies and then there's just kind of this... Uh, ethereal quality that comes along with it that that we've just dis we discovered when we started singing together and i don't find it with anyone else so far yeah <laughs> um and so it's not a very long answer it's like oh that's the gift of what we get when we get together <laughs> and um you know there's not a very there's not much more to explain it's it's kind of mysterious to me anyway i mean it's totally understandable that you would get that you know because it's what I mean, people listen to music to listen to music, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, but that's been fascinating to me is sort of like learning over time kind of what it is that people are hearing from our songs because it's different for every person, you know, and I mean, we talk all the time about, you know, we, yeah, I wrote this song for, you know, my, my wife or whatever, but then you play it in different settings and you can sort of understand why people take it you know, sometimes a song that you think is just really a sad song that ends terribly or whatever, you know, a couple will have is, you know, the song at their wedding or whatever. like, mm -hmm. you know, they 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 see it differently. Right. And um, it's just really I mean, that's the thing that's actually kind of cool is is just, you know, like realizing that a song can be all these different things to different people um, and, you know, how they hear it is. And, and I guess that realization later in life now has sort of allowed me to just enjoy what we've done over the years so much more. When you when I was younger, just thinking, you know, ah, it's this is the the thing I want to express, and you know, like you sort of like just see it as as that, but then you don't realize that you know there's this other thing that you're doing kind of unintentionally, and sometimes those are the things that people like more than the thing you're you're trying to get across, you know.
StoryHill.com is the name of the website you can go to to find out more about John and Chris and what they're doing uh, together. And uh, and also, I think, too, you can find out from there. If there aren't links there, there's stuff that you guys, obviously, many projects that you're involved with um, individually. Um, but since we're talking about Story Hill, that's a good, that's a good place to, to go to, to start things out. StoryHill.com. Bethlehem is the name of the most recent recording project. I think you guys did a great job with this project, and I think you achieved what you set out to do. And as you said, an underlying message that is, uh, I think, very important and very thought-provoking and um, very much a, a good way to end 2020, certainly, as we, as we kind of look at the end of this year on recording this on the winter solstice on 2020 across three time zones. Chris, Johnny, thanks so much for, for being on the program. Great to get to visit with you. I look forward to the time when we can do this interview again down the road and be able to be in the same room. Absolutely. Yeah. Always a pleasure, John. Thank you so much. Yeah, t- totally. Thanks, John, and enjoy your holidays. The hills are bare and This is John Floridas. You've been listening to Musicians Spotlight. Our guest today has been Story Hill. If you'd like to contact us, you can do so through the Montana Public Radio website, mtpr.org, as well as through our own website, musicianspotlight.org. You can also find us online on Facebook and on Twitter. Our program is available as a podcast from those websites, as well as through iTunes and Spotify. Musicians Spotlight is a production of Montana Public Radio.